Body image doesn't start with breast cancer. It can be from a lifetime of stuff. Let's explore this together. Hi, I'm Maggie. And I'm Dina. And this is the show where we get real and raw about breast cancer, the fear, the love, the changes, the surprising gifts, and the celebrations in it all. At the end of the episode, we will be asking you to share your real and raw insight from this conversation. Are you ready to dive into today's episode? Welcome back to Heal Inside and Out. I'm pretty excited about this episode. And I'm going to start off by saying body image doesn't start with cancer. It can be from a lifetime of stuff. And I'm going to say the word stuff. (laughs) And we're going to explore this together. And actually, we're going to explore it with the three of us, myself, Maggie, and Marla. And so I'm going to get started with this, and I'm going to share a few things with our audience today. And my body image was, and I'm just going to put it like this, in the shitter. Okay. I I like being real and raw here when it comes to this, and I'm going to get a little vulnerable here. And it, this is, this is a little tough for me because it brings up a lot of heartache. I'm going to say, because growing up, I looked like a boy. I was teased a lot for looking like a boy. I had an older brother. He was almost three years older than I was. And I didn't develop till I was like 13 and I played football, I played baseball, I swam, I, you know, whatever my brother did, I did. And I hung out with the boys. I was more comfortable with the boys playing sports, um, watching sports, you name it, than playing with Barbie dolls and playing with, you know, the girlfriends in the neighborhood. And even in high school, I was always the biggest one out of my friends. And when I look back at pictures, I wasn't heavy. I wasn't fat. I'm going to use the word fat. If I can go back now and look back at those pictures, I would say, oh my God, look how thin I was. But you know, your body image and how you grew up plays a big part of that. And, you know, you know, getting married and having my kids and starting that. Yeah. My first child, I gained a lot of weight. I gained like 60 pounds. With my second daughter, I was heavy to begin with. So that weight still stayed on. I never really lost that weight. And, you know, at one point I said, this needed to stop. And I got truly, truly healthy. And I lost all that weight. And it was amazing. I got healthy. I got fit. I truly lost 110 pounds. And then six. Yeah. Awesome, Dina. Congrats. That's a thank you. 
Thank you. And then six years later, I got diagnosed with the breast cancer. And I'm going to try to keep this really, really short here. But this is what my body did. And this is how my mind started to work. I gained 45 pounds during my chemo treatments because I had steroids. And I was so focused on the 45 pounds than the chemo. And people were like, what are you, crazy? You're worried about 45 pounds instead of going through chemo and worrying about surviving? And I was like, you have no idea. You truly don't have no idea. And it bothered me because I was so healthy and so fit before all of this. And then I come to have a bilateral mastectomy. And now I have all these scars. My scars go from one side of my chest all the way into my armpit on both sides. And I know I've talked about this in a very early episode. And this is where I'm going to get very vulnerable. And this was very hard for my husband to accept. And his reaction of my scars was very hard for him. And it's, he loves me to death. He was by my side through this whole entire thing. We're married 35 years today. I mean, not today, but <laughs> May of this year of 2023, we're married 35 years. And I know that he supported me and he still supports me. But to hear the words, you look like you were mutilated, brought me back right to childhood. I'm being judged and not loved because I look different, mm. you know? And it's hard, it was hard. And that's just one portion of how I felt about my body, you know? And here I am seven years post-diagnosis and I have gained back 25 pounds and I still struggle with my body image. I'm postmenopausal, you know, and, you know, we're, we're ongoing healing here. So it's like, how do we give ourselves the permission to heal and deal with our body image? So I'm really curious whether Maggie wants to start or Marla wants to start about body image as women what do we do to ourselves when it comes to our bodies and how we feel about them? Well, it, it's the way you put that is, is a great um, way to put the question, Dina, because when you think about body image, it morphs throughout our life's journey. And for me, like, first of all, thank you for your vulnerability and mm -hmm. that, that story and that share um, when I think about my body image over the years, it has evolved from, you know, I started at the age of seven being a competitive swimmer. I was in the water seven mm. days a week. On the weekends, it was many, many hours of the weekends. Like I was always exercising. I right. developed late. So mm. I was in the pool in a swimsuit with other girls and seeing all of them develop before me. So I, my body image started from more of a comparison standpoint, which 
as we know, is not good because the right. way society tells us we need to be and what you see in the media and all that stuff, right? But once I did develop, I went through a period where I really, looking back, feel like I didn't have a body image thing. Okay. And then I went to college and I kept eating all the things I ate when I was working out all those days. Right. Okay. And I gained the dreaded freshman 15, um, had a, got married after college, had a child, gained mm-hmm. more weight after that. And it was like, I struggled for years to lose that weight because the way that I had my body for so many years was different than it now is. So I struggled with how I looked in my clothes to others. So it was more about hiding behind my clothes where I needed to, whether it was a shirt that hung over, you know, the the, the CYA, the cover your ass shirts, or <laughs> yes. whether we didn't have leggings back then. So it was more yeah. often jeans and that sort of thing, but um, right. or the thing that would hide your belly or that, you know, so, so I would hide behind my clothes, even though I always made it a priority to exercise, I still struggled with how I looked in my clothes. Well, mm-hmm. then breast cancer came along. I actually lost weight through the breast cancer, which is interesting because your story about the steroids, right? my Chinese yeah. decoction that I've talked about in a different episode, I actually, that helped me not take the steroids. Mm. Okay. Um, not that that's the answer. I'm just saying that just was what, came to mind for me, uh, but I lost weight, but I stopped exercising when I got breast cancer because of the low energy levels. And then now shift into my ongoing healing. Now I'm on the hormone blockers and my joints are killing me. So it's hard to even do a downward dog and do yoga or do a stretch or everything is so hard. It makes it hard to stay motivated. It's true. So I'm feeling so untoned right now because of that difficulty exercising, I feel like my body, the weight on the scale might be the same, but the way I'm fitting in my clothes and feeling in my clothes is way different because my body doesn't, is not toned. It's my muscles are getting saggy. (laughs) Soft, however you want to look at it. Right. Right. It's, I know, I know where you're, coming from when it comes to that the clothes don't fit like I have implants you know so a size medium I have to go up to a lodge and even sometimes the lodges don't fit right like things just aren't comfortable yeah the way they lay on you right Right. the way exactly exactly so Mala from your perspective what does body image mean to you yeah Boy, you guys both kind of went all the way back. So it kind of takes me to think about, you know, when I grew up, I I was I was a farm girl. I was an Iowa farm girl. So um, it was like manual labor on the farm, right? There were chores to be done and we were very busy. So I grew up kind of creating maybe some some poor habits out of the gate, but I could basically eat whatever I wanted. And I, cause I was burning calories at such a high velocity at that age, but 
Um, So I never really, I I didn't feel like I had a body image specific issue growing up other than in high school, I would say, you know, there's always the comparison factor, but it almost boiled down to more like who's more pretty, who's more stylish, who has the latest and greatest, whatever, fill in the blank, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Which is part of your overall body image because it is your outward appearance overall. And um, so, you know, Fast forward, uh, growing up, you know, when I got married and started to have kids, we didn't have kids until later 30s. I mean, we were late to do that. And so I was, you know, out of college um, and into corporate world and jobs, I wasn't making the best choices on eating anymore. Like I couldn't eat everything I wanted, but I probably wasn't aware of it as well. And so, there, you know, working 40, 50, 60 hours a week or plus, you know, you start to just like a little too much carry out and a little less time for exercise. And then when you add kids in that in my 30s on up, Definitely. Like something had to give. It was like I was working and and trying to balance it all. And so as we've talked about many times, sometimes the priority of self, priority of me fell to the bottom of the list. And and that definitely was true for my my weight and my body. And now fast forward, um now fast forward as I'm in <laughs> my 40s, almost 50s, uh, you know, there's perimenopause and menopause or whatever that might be because, you know, they can't tell you where you are in that little spectrum of what, yeah, yeah, it's true. what I'll say is hell, but, you know, <laughs> it's not fun. Um, you know, it's like I I gained the weight and, and while I've held at a certain, I, I have, you know, I can still fit in the same clothes, I guess. I, I, I backed off again on me and, and focused on all the things for my family and everyone else so much so that, um, it just, it, A, it affects your habits, B, it affects, you know, how you feel about yourself. But at some point I had to shift the tide a little bit and give myself a little bit of acceptance and grace and say, I'm. I'm trying to be a good mom. I'm trying to manage all of this. I'm trying to manage my own anxiety about all the things and keeping all the balls in the air. And so at some point it almost becomes sort of a F this, like I don't have time for all the culture comparison pressure that is, you know, I have to accept a little bit about where I'm at and what I've got going on. And, and there's unhealthy parts to that, of course, but like the reality is you, it's hard to push through and do it all. And and sometimes that means uh, maybe it is your, your body or your appearance in some ways. And not that I, I, I mean, I'm still married. My husband puts up with me and so <laughs> there's something there that, you know, you grow a little complacent, I guess, in, in some of that. And that's maybe something that I'm reflecting on now as I get older, I want to focus on my health and what I'm eating and how my joints feel and am I exercising and walking and some of those things. Can I just say, can I just say amen to an intentional F this? (laughs) You took the words out of my mouth. You know, it's really all about, like you said, it's accepting who I am. 
And I love that, Mala. I truly do. And it's interesting on how we have three totally different perspectives on body image and and how like mine became an issue early in childhood. You know, Maggie kind of started at college. You know, Mahler, it started when you had, you know, your family a little bit later in life, you know, and the, you know, perimenopause and, and menopause and, you know, any of our listeners out there, whether you are going through breast cancer on the other side of breast cancer or not even having cancer, but, you know, life itself, these body I- images are so near and dear to our hearts because, you know, like you said, society just puts so much pressure on us and it stinks. It truly does stink. And it's, you know, what do you feel, Maggie? How, How do you handle some of this? Like, what are some ways that you get through this? Well, one of, one of the things, um, that I did recently that's helping me a lot is I had a dear friend come over and help me scrub my closet. And it was more an exercise of creating space and shedding some extra, I'll just say shit I had in there I didn't need, right? (laughs) And I kid you not, we got rid of over 250 pounds of clothing out of my closet, eight oversized trash bags. Wow. And that just the weight of that alone, but the, the, the emotional and mental part of going through that exercise, she really pushed me hard about, well, why are you keeping this? Why are you keeping that? And it was shedding, it was literally shining a massive light on what I was hiding, the clothes I was using to hide behind. And so I got rid of a lot of it. And it really is how it's helped me just get more comfortable wearing different things that I used to be too shy to wear out in public for fear of what people would judge me, you know, or what they would Mm -hmm. think because of how I felt I looked in it. Right. And it's my own personal judgment that I'm, I'm putting on them. Right. But so for me, it's really pushing myself to wear the clothes that I might just wear around the house out in public and just be okay with it. And it's, it's a little bit of not as bold as Marla, maybe, but it's a little bit of the effort. Like I just, (laughs) I, I can't, I can't care anymore. I have enough to care about that. That just can't be something that weighs me down. Right. Right. You know, it's it's funny about closets because I've actually did something similar and I have learned to accept the different pieces in my closet and not truly worry about the size, the number, mm-hmm. all right? You know, I needed to go up one size right now because I've gained a little bit of weight. 
I mean, I have moved to a different place. I'm in Southern Florida now. It's almost two years. And I can't keep saying that it's because I live in a vacation place because it's not vacation. It's where I truly live now, you know? And I real come to realize that I have somebody in my life that taught me something to do. And I never thought about doing it till recently because our minds play on our minds play tricks on us. Let's just put it that way. And, you know, when we look at numbers, it's like, oh, look at that number. Oh, whether it's the scale, whether it's the tag. Okay. I cut the tag out of my clothes. I know it sounds funny, but my clothes, it's it's okay. I'm okay with that. I and like that. you said, F it. There's no tags in my clothes. Because <laughs> then you're grabbing the beautiful red shirt that you feel comfortable in. Right. You're not grabbing exactly. the, oh, I got to do this size today. Right, right. You know, and I am, I'm back to working out. I am making healthier choices. And, you know, and that's my personal choice. That That's that's what I'm doing now. And Marla, is there something that you are working on or, you know, how are you dealing with all of this? Well, definitely I am choosing intentionally to focus on, you know, things that I can sort of stack, if you will. So like taking walks or doing meditation and yoga to hopefully give me that, um, physical piece, but also the mental piece that alleviates some stress. So, mm. uh, you know, it's like, right. what can I do that kind of fits in both buckets at once? I'm trying yeah. to focus on that area. And then also just <laughs> accepting that I'm doing the best I can. And sometimes it has to be enough because again, uh, elevating my stress and the pressure on that doesn't seem healthy and in counterbalance to just you know, being mindful that I'm not going up sizes if I, you know, feel okay in what's what I am wearing, I guess, or also just um, making good food choices. And um, I don't know, that's, it's, my doctors would probably have very different things to say about all of this. But I, you know, again, you have to prioritize what you can and can't do. And I'm just trying to find ways that those two things overlap. What can I do that reduces my stress and overwhelm, but also fits my uh, what I can get in for exercise and keeping myself as healthy as possible? Wow, I love yeah. that. We we all we all have the choices. We all have a choice, mm -hmm. and we we want to. We are able to control the things that we can, and and let's let go of the things we cannot control. Yeah, yep. you know there are just things that. It's out of our control. It's out of our hands, mm -hmm. you know, but if we can control things, we just make the right choices that are good for the individual, for us, you know? Yes. So it's really amazing on all of these good examples of how we are all individuals and we're all doing different things for our own healing from a lifetime of body image and judgment of ourselves or really from others as well. Because as we know, healing truly is inside and out. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found value in today's episode. 
And remember to share your real and raw insights with us by going to healinsideandout.com where you can also find additional information and resources.